Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Forty-six Psalm, the 10th verse. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. How many here today really dislike to be interrupted? Raise your hand if you're just not a fan of being interrupted. There, it's interesting that the majority of people would say, if asked, that they do not like to be interrupted. But there are multiple studies to challenge the idea that we don't like it because of the amount of things we have accepted in our lives that routinely do just that. They interrupt us. They disrupt our focus. Whether you know or not or care or not, there is something called interruption science. It is the study of how interruptions affect human performance. A lot of employers know about this. Employees have maybe felt the consequences of this. On average, a worker is being interrupted and therefore distracted so many times a day that it has become problematic in the workforce for accomplishing what needs to get done. And not only are the amount of interruptions higher than they've ever been, but on average it takes about half an hour for that person to get completely refocused back on the task that they were on before. Now you can understand why maybe employers don't love it so much when people have their cell phones with them at their desk, when they're allowed to check their personal email on their work computer. (laughs) Some of you are like, preacher, you just stay in your lane right now, okay? (laughs) We don't work for you. But the reason why people would challenge our declaration that we don't like to be interrupted is because most of our interruptions are sound-based and they are things that we have brought into our lives. They are things like alarms and dings and rings and vibrations of the devices that we carry around with us everywhere we go and are interrupting us and distracting us all day long. In fact, the sound of silence is becoming obsolete in our modern world. Renowned acoustic ecologist. I I want that job after I retire. Acoustic ecologist Gordon Hempton has decided and declared that there are only at most 12 places in the United States where one can go without hearing any human-caused noise at all. He says there's only 12. 
He travels to and fro. He, the guy's life is basically a vacation, but he travels all over the world and he's traveled all over America. He says there's only some 12 places left where you can escape all human cause noise. You might have seen some of his stuff on YouTube. He likes to record soundscapes and scenes in nature, places where all you can hear is the natural sounds, the bubbling brook, a bird in the distance. His approach is not that there is no sound, but that there is no human sound. Interestingly, his list includes the boundary waters in northern Minnesota. So if you ever want to experience what he's talking about, I have experienced it. It takes about three days to realize you're not hearing any sound. Man-made noise has become so saturated into our lives and into our minds that Many cannot go without it, even using what is now called white noise to help them sleep. White noise, I did not know this, contains all of the frequencies that are found in the spectrum of sound. White noise is a combination of every frequency of sound that exists, and it contains them in equal parts so that one does not override the other. Therefore, it covers any other sounds that may be produced elsewhere in your environment. Basically, white noise is causing your ears to work so hard to hear every single frequency that there's nothing left to hear the cat outside the window. There's nothing left to hear the siren down the street. There's nothing left to hear the creaking in the hall. That's why like, people like the white noise, because it's the creaking in the hall that gets you, isn't it? It's the weird thump in the night that you're like, what was that? I want to step outside of the world of the scientific now and study and theory and into the matters for us this morning. The white noise of our world is a great impediment to our spiritual growth. The white noise of our culture, of our society, of how we live our lives is one of the things that is holding people back so much from growing in their life with God. The Bible declares of lost souls in Romans 10 and 13. It declares, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many can give God some praise for that? How many are thankful for the verse in the Bible that said, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? And that's a wonderful verse, and it's one that we should celebrate. However, that is not the end of the subject when it comes to salvation. It goes on to say in the very next verse, how then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. How can they believe in what they have not heard? They need to hear from God. They need to hear what thus saith the Lord. It's not about just calling upon the name of the Lord and I'm saved. It's my salvation is based upon getting connected to the word of the almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We begin to see now why the devil has worked so hard to create so much noise. Amen. Why a sinful world has worked so hard to create so much noise, not just natural noise, but spiritual noise, spiritual interruption that leads to spiritual distraction. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You've seen it. We've seen it. Everybody around church has seen it. Uh, Amen. Somebody uh, gets their ear turned to Jesus uh, and they start listening to what thus saith the Lord. uh, And God starts grabbing a hold of them, uh, challenging them, changing them, molding them, working on them. uh, And he starts doing great things. uh, But then suddenly there becomes uh, a spiritual interruption. Uh, Amen. Something comes into their life. uh, Another voice. uh, Another sound and it distracts them and suddenly they're trying to listen to God and listen to something else at the same time and it will not work because a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways and I have to have an ear for the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ that cannot be overridden by the white noise of our society oh hallelujah People have, as has long been said, a God-sized hole in their lives that they long to fill. Everybody longs to fill that part of them that they haven't been able to satisfy with anything else. They've tried this and they've tried the other, but it has not filled that big hole in their life. Amen. And they want to fill it, but this world has an endless supply of interruptions. And as soon as they decide to look to God and to listen to his voice, noise, noise, interruption, distraction. Oh, hallelujah. It does take some focus to accomplish what you need to accomplish in life. I don't know, my mom, my mom always did this when we were kids, and it never made any sense to us, and then I hit a certain age. I'm not going to say what that age was. But when we would, all of us would be in the car together, and the music would be playing, and the three boys would be in the back seat, and we would be doing what three boys do in the back seat, and there was just a lot of chaos and whatever, and they would just be fine. Driving, as long as like you're just driving on the interstate, you're just whatever. But when we got close to the destination and they had to think about where it was and where they needed to turn, suddenly the radio would go down. And we would all be told to be quiet. And as a kid, I always wondered, how does that help you drive a car? Less sound helps you drive a car. You're going to be able to get there better if 
We don't have music playing. And then, like I said, I hit a certain age. And suddenly I find myself being like, can everybody just, for a little bit, I'm trying to find this place. Or more honestly, I'm trying to hear what my phone is telling me to do next. (laughs) It takes some focus if you really want to accomplish something in a reasonable amount of time or before time runs out. Right? There are people in here right now already missed a portion of this message. You got distracted about three minutes ago, and you're like, what's he talking about? I'm not sure what he's talking about. I'm not here today just to preach about how this may affect employees' performance, but it's here for us so that we might understand that there are searching souls that are trying to find salvation And man, and there are people in this house today that are searching from an answer, for an answer from God. You're searching for some direction in your life. You're searching uh, that you might get some wisdom or glean something that's going to help you. You're in the middle of a situation. Hey man, there's storms going on, but she said, I'm coming to the house of the Lord uh, on this cold Sunday morning uh, because I need to get in the presence of God and I need to search after the voice of God uh, and I need the noise to be gone for just a little bit so I can look into the heavens and see my help coming from the Lord. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord, everybody. So Romans tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then it tells us, but they don't, they don't know how to call on someone that they haven't believed in. And how shall they believe if they have not heard about him? And then it goes on in Romans 10, 17 to say, so then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. My faith is not just born out of nothing. Faith is not born out of nothing. Faith is born out of hearing. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Faith is born out of hearing about what God is capable of doing. Before I ever see what God is capable of doing, I hear about what God is capable of doing. Oh, hallelujah. I think about a blind man standing on the side of the road. He never saw one miracle that Jesus did, but he heard about the miracles that Jesus did. And when Jesus came walking by, oh, blind Bartimaeus said, oh, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon me and his eyes were open at the miraculous encounter with Jesus that day but his faith came by the hearing I want somebody to hear this preacher today he still can save you from your sins he can still heal every sickness and disease he can still break every chain of bondage hear this preacher God is still doing miraculous things he Oh, hallelujah. Amen. My faith comes from my hearing, but not just any sound from any source. I need clear directive from the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. Faith doesn't just come from any source. Amen. Sometimes people confuse faith with inspiration. 
Sometimes people confuse faith with motivation. Amen. There are moments of inspiration. There may be certain songs that, that inspire. There may be certain rhythms and beats and stuff. It, it, even just a good public speaker should be able to inspire people. That's not the same thing as faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith has to come from what's in the word. Oh, hallelujah. Faith has to come from what's in the word. I could come up here and just be a motivational speaker and say my own stuff, but that's not going to produce any faith in you. But if I get up here and I preach the word of God, uh, amen, then that produces faith. Uh, when we hear the word of God, uh, when we hear about a God uh, who stepped out on the bow of the ship and said, peace be still to a storm, then faith uh, begins to be produced in us. Uh, when we hear about a God uh, who didn't mind touching him, the leprous flesh and they were miraculously healed faith begins hallelujah to be produced in us when it raises the widow's son amen out of the tomb faith begins to be produced in us when he loves the sinner and the downtrodden faith begins to be produced in us when he goes after the broken and the wounded and those that are in despair faith begins to be produced because if he did it for them he can do it for me if he loved them that much he might just love me that much hallelujah hallelujah the prophet Elijah finds himself in what he believes to be a desperate and fearful situation he's running from for his life from a wicked woman named Jezebel, the cruel and evil wife of King Ahab. She was a loud and powerful voice who fought against any worship of the Lord in Israel by the people of Israel, any worship of their one true God. Instead, she made them as much as she could, forced them to worship her man-made God, Baal. Baal is considered a nature God, often called the storm God. With that information, Elijah is running for his life from her, thinking he is going to be caught and slain and thinking all of the other prophets are already dead. And this woman who worships this idol Baal, the storm god. We find Elijah in a cave in 1 Kings 19. He said, go forth and stand upon the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. The Lord finds him in a cave, and the Lord does something incredible. The Lord passed by the cave, and he did so in a few different ways. And a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake came, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire raged past the mouth of the cave, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice 
That phrase, still small voice, literally means the sound of soft stillness. It's actually just silence. It's just quiet. Here passes before him in the mountain hollow, in the black and dark night, a procession of natural terrors, of storm, of earthquake, of fire. But none of these things move Elijah. None of them speak to his soul. None of them tell him about a present God or build his faith. God puts on a natural display that would stir the heart and would fill the eye and the ear. And Baal is supposed to be the storm god. Baal is supposed to be the one that they would worship when the wind blew. Baal was supposed to be the one when the lightning flashed, when the raging fires, when the earth would shake. That was supposed to be what Baal did. But Baal was a figment of pagan imagination. And in this moment, Elijah sees what his God can do. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to pause right there just for a second and just drive that point home. In that moment, Elijah says, look, that's what my God is capable of. I know that's my God. There's a lot of idols out there. There's a lot of paganism out there. There's a lot of false worship out there that will try to tell you that they're capable of doing some things. But when the rubber meets the road, they're just handmade of wood and stone. But I've got a God who spoke into the darkness and said, let there be light. I have a God who separated the land from the seas. And I have a God who controls the winds from the corners of the earth in his hands. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In that moment, Elijah sees what his God can do. But that his answer and his faith And his restoration is not found in the wind. It's not found in the storm, the earthquake, the fire. Elijah's fears had driven him to the back of the cave. He was devastated and destroyed by his expected impending death. But after the noise is gone, it's the silence that draws him to the mouth of the cave. And the storm passes, the wind quiets, the earth stops shaking, and the fire is gone. The silence is what gets his attention. And he comes walking out of the cave to look around. And in the stillness and in the quiet, a voice softly speaks to him. Oh, hallelujah. Elijah believed that all the people of faith, the prophets, that everybody was dying. He believed that evil was winning and would continue to do so. But God speaks to him in the silence and restores his faith, letting him in on a reality that his fear had stolen from him. 
1 Kings 19, 18, the Lord speaks. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. Oh, hallelujah. Elijah ran because he thought he must survive, that he might be the only prophet left, the only believer left. And he was hiding in fear because in his mind they were all being killed and slaughtered and he was going to be next. But in the silence, he hears God say, no, no, that's a lie. I've got 7,000 still in Israel. I've still got thousands of people in that city that have not bowed their knee to Baal and they have not kissed uh, that idol. Elijah, you're running in fear uh, when you don't have to be. Elijah, you're living in fear when you don't have to be. Uh, you're in the darkness uh, when you could be out here in the light. Uh, you're hiding in the cave uh, when you could go forth. Uh, and he gives Elijah direction. He says, go do this and go do this and go do that. He gives Elijah back his purpose. Uh, he gives him back direction. He makes his life, amen, useful again. And he says, don't you think for a moment that everybody is dead and evil is winning. I've still got a thousands people all over that refuse to bow their knee to Baal. Can I preach to somebody today? Don't you let the noise of this world lie to you that it's losing, that we're losing and sin is winning. There are people all over the world that are not bowing down to the idols of their culture but they're standing on the rock that is Christ Jesus with their ear tuned to the voice of the Lord yes there's a lot of noise yes there's a lot of distraction interruption yes and yes if you allow it to interrupt you it will distract you and who knows how long it's going to take for you to get refocused again. But if you will stay with your ear, oh, hallelujah, listening to the voice of the Lord, the noise will not be able to lie to you. Somebody say praise the Lord. He's Saying to Elijah, you are not alone. And by the way, Elijah, I am not defeated. Elijah, you don't need to worry about me, is what God's saying. I can make this mountain fall into that sea. Watch. Watch the earth shake. Feel my power. Look at my storm. Look at my fire. You don't have to worry about me. I'm not defeated. But I don't want you to be defeated. I don't want you to live defeated. I don't want you to listen to the lie of the noise. You are not alone. You are not alone. Oh, hallelujah. You may be the only apostolic on your workplace, but you're not alone. Amen. Some of our teenagers may be the only one in their school, but they're not alone. Come on, somebody. 
You may be the only one in certain times, but you are not alone. Even if there's not another brother standing next to you, even if there's not another sister standing next to you, you got a God that's standing with you. He's in front of you. He's beside you. He's behind you. You got a God who's going before you and every path you take and follow his voice. He's already gone ahead and made a way, hallelujah, where there doesn't seem to be away. He's already gone ahead and directed you around the pit that the devil dug for you. You are not alone. And God is not defeated. Oh, hallelujah. Too many today operate in that reality. They feel alone. They think that good and God are defeated. Because they can't hear God's voice over the noise. The 46th Psalm that we read one verse of is called a song, a psalm of consolation. Israel, when in times of great peril, would console themselves by singing this song. Comforted then they were with the thought of God's might. Comforted by reading this psalm with the thought of his protecting care and his ability to shatter all the weapons that their enemies may form against them. And so they would sing the 46th psalm as consolation to console their own heart by reminding themselves that their God is alive. And their God is powerful. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed. Oh, hallelujah. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And what were they to do in place of fear? Psalm 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. And I will be exalted in the earth. Oh, hallelujah. This verse at its core is a call to be silent, not silent praise, not silent worship. Don't silence your song. They were actually singing a song in this portion. It wasn't about being silent in our connection to God. It was about silencing the noise that would try to steal our faith. It was about knowing that God speaks Amen, a voice that we can hear. Amen, ignore the shaking earth. Ignore the falling mountains. Ignore the roar of the waters. Your God is bigger than all of that. Your God is in charge of all of that. Your God has the authority and power over all of that. Oh, hallelujah. Just tune your ear to the voice of the Lord and you will be able to replace your fear with faith. Oh, hallelujah. Just know he is God. Be still 
and know. Be still and know. I feel today that there are those that have been driven to the back of the cave. And you just tried to find some safe place. Ha <laughs> ha. You're just trying to find some place where you might get just a respite for a little bit. Everything's been chaotic for too long. And you've been driven to the back of the cave. And God wants to show you his power today. He wants to remind you that he is God. And that he wants to speak softly to you. And he wants to restore faith. He wants to restore confidence. He wants to restore purpose. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Elijah, you were not made to live in a cave. You were not born, saved, chosen, anointed to live in a cave. Elijah, thing that you are running from does not have power over you. It's not have power over you. And the fear that has entered your heart has done nothing except replace your faith. And that's no way to live. Oh, hallelujah. We live by faith. We live by faith. We live by saved by hearing the words of the Lord. God wants to speak to us in this house. Stand with me if you would please. Today we have come to this place on purpose. I feel like I can say that with a lot of assurity right now. The only reason you're here is because you purposed to be here. Today we have come to this place on purpose. And because of that, we have positioned ourselves specifically to not be interrupted. To not be distracted. I came to the house of the Lord because I need to hear from God. I don't want to be interrupted and I don't want to be distracted by the noise of this world so I came to the house of the Lord and we have now heard the preached word of God that we might believe that he is God and that he is ready to help us today he wants to speak into our hearts he wants us to know we're not alone and we're not defeated and whatever we're up against he's greater than it the front of this building is intentionally left open so that we can come forward and we can pray and we can talk to God we have sung we have worshipped we have played anointed instruments we have preached we have heard now comes the time are we going to believe and if we believe, faith comes. I invite everyone that would. Ask your neighbor, hey, I'm going to the front. You want to come with me? We're going to go talk to the Lord together. We're going to go pray. We're going to pray about what we've heard. 
We're going to pray about what we feel right now. We're going to pray about the distractions and the interruptions. We're going to pray about the fear. We're going to pray about the discouragement. We're going to pray until we get our direction. We're going to pray for healing. We're going to pray for provision. We're going to pray for God to do something miraculous in this place. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and begin to call out to the Lord in this house today. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord. Come on, that's it. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week. Thank you.